Well, hello and welcome to the Waffle Free Storytelling Podcast. It's guest week and oh my goodness, you won't believe I am beyond excited about today's most extraordinary guest. This is David Muller. He's a South African storyteller, but even bigger, he is the most extraordinary Herman Charles Bosman storyteller. And he's joined me today. Now, the previous Waffle Free episode you had was David telling William Prince Louis Peach Brandy's story. So if you missed that, it's in the show notes. But today, it's you and me. Hey, David, how are you? Mm. And thank you for joining me. Oh, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure, Tina. It's really nice of you to invite me along um, to be on on this Waffle Free um, broadcast of yours. I'm, I'm very excited. And, well, I tell you uh, why I'm, looking, I'm beyond excited is because it's Herman Charles Bosman that kicked off this whole journey. Yeah. So, oh, good. Yes. Yes, indeed. It kicked off the journey for you or for me? Well, I, you know, let's just go right there because <laughs> I did have two questions and I didn't know which one to start with. It is either yeah. my, so my, my two questions would be how did you get into storytelling in general or how did you get into Herman Charles Bosman storytelling? Yes. And yes. I'm going to let you just take it from there. Thank you, thank you. Yes, interesting. I'll, I'll answer the first question first. Um, it takes me back to 1963 when I was in um, Basutu land, which is now Lesotho, and we were in the university town of Runtu, I think it was called, the University of Runtu, and we were doing a Springbok, Springbok stampede, which was part of the Oxford group or Maori armament. Um, which was a group of people um, who got together um, and and tried to make a just world of it. And and I was part of the youth group um, that went to Runtu. They were having a conference there. And I saw a man doing a mime of a, a Marcel Marceau mime in the foyer of one of the university halls. And I looked and I saw that and I said, that's what I want to do. Not to mime, but I want to entertain and create the looks and the feeling and the awe in the faces of his audience. Um, and I've never looked back since. And I suppose if, if we could delve even deeper than that, um, my grandmother, when I was 10 months old, wrote a letter to all her children, my mother being one of them, saying that little David George, they used to call me David George because I had an uncle who was David and not to confuse the two of us, little David George is already entertaining his siblings at 10 months old. Oh, you so son of young. <laughs> who knows? It's in my blood. Yeah. To, to tell stories, to entertain, to be on stage, yeah. to, to, to see and feel the audience respond. Mm. And um, now with the way the world is going today, yeah. um, uh, it's very difficult to see and feel the way the world is responding. Yeah. Um, other than their likes on Facebook and their comments on Instagram and mm. their Twitters and, and all those other things that we have at our disposal but we've got to go that route and and it's it's terribly difficult to know which which way to play it do, do i go over the top do i go very subtle very very understated 
Um, I know when I'm doing film work or TV work, um, they often say, David, just a little bit less, please, a little bit less. <laughs> no. I far prefer. How do they? Yeah, yeah. I far prefer being on stage, um, where I can see the audience. In fact, very often I'll say to the stage manager, "Please do not switch the house lights off." Yeah. I want to see the audience. Yeah. Because if they're asleep, I want to wake them up. (laughs) If they if they have their eyes closed, I want them to look focused as um, a friend of mine did once I did a a 40 minute monologue called whale nation. And he was sitting about a meter and a half away from me in the front row. And his eyes were closed and his eyes were closed throughout the whole of the 40 minute recital. And when I chatted to him afterwards, he said, David, that was the most spiritual experience I've ever had. Um, Just as well, you didn't go and give him a fright to wake him up. (laughs) Yeah, 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 right. Um, and and it's it's fascinating yeah. getting the audience to respond. Playing, I've I've done Einstein under a baobab tree in the Kruger National Park, a, a, a seventy-minute monologue about the life and times and science of Albert Einstein, where I put on a wig and I wow. put on a little brush brush broom moustache, and I perform Albert Einstein, and and it is incredible. And who it was your wonderful. audience for that? Um, it, it was a, it was a man who was turning sixty, and he he invited me up to do a whole lot of work over a, over a couple of nights in 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 a private lodge in the Kruger National Park. It was wonderful. And what happened is we 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 all went out for breakfast, a nine o'clock breakfast under this bay, beautiful big baobab tree, oh, and I I just disappeared. I went and I walked into the bush, but never mind the lions and the leopards and the, <laughs> and the buck and the snakes, etc. Yeah. And and I put on my wig and I put on my moustache and I got dressed into Albert Einstein and I came out of the bush walking. Normally I would arrive on my bicycle, which was a 1929 bicycle. I still have in the garage and I use it when I do shows. Uh-huh. Um, as as Albert said, I never learned to drive a car. It was too complicated. Oh, you're joking. <laughs> no, are you going to say that's a real Einstein quote, right? <laughs> yeah, that is a real Einstein. Yeah, Einstein. Einstein. Oh, man. I'm going to put that in the show notes. I never learned to drive a car. It was too complicated. I have his little, I have his little book here. Um, bite-sized Einstein and it's a whole lot of quotes ab- about him you know oh, man. I'm gonna put yeah. a link to that book in the show notes brilliant <laughs> it's, it's, yeah yeah um, anyway and then one thing led to another one thing led to another and I was doing one man shows I'm doing Gogol's Diary of a Madman which was an 80-minute monologue and I was still in my 30s and a bit of a Puritan at the time it was 1988 in in peter maritzburg mm-hmm. and a friend of mine michael swinton said why don't you do diary of the madman i said sure and he he got a copy of me and i read the, this this diary it, it was only 25 pages long and we performed it um at the black sun in johannesburg um the black sun was a little uh, supper theater run by a Greek man and many, many professional actors will remember uh, the Black Sun, uh, those who are probably my age or a little bit younger. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, 
they'll remember they've cut their teeth there. And I remember doing it. I didn't get an audience because I didn't know how to market myself. The biggest audience I got, well, no, it wasn't the biggest audience, but one of the audiences was a, a couple that were very much in love. And it was supper theater, so we had chairs and tables and also a couch right in the front row. And they, the two of them sat on this couch, making love to one another, oh, drinking, drinking a bottle doing of your wine. Show. And I was doing the show. And I was still very green at the time. I, <laughs> I, I didn't know that, that when you do a one-man show, you don't leave the stage. Oh, my well, Lord. Um, you know, it, they say, uh, and this might be an Einstein quote as well, um, he who doesn't make a mistake has made the biggest mistake in his life. Booyah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, so this mistake of <laughs> leaving mistake. the stage, between diary entries, I had a blackout, which meant I disappeared. Yes. And it, of course, it ruined the whole thing. You should never have had blackouts. But mm -hmm. I ended up walking around them. And they were they were fascinated. They loved it. They oh, came to me afterwards. They really loved, you know, because there were just two of them and me. There were three of us. They say if there's more, if there's more than twice as many in the audience as what there is on stage, the show must go on. Absolutely, absolutely. And agree. so, yeah. So I did it. Eventually, eventually, I took it in when Robin was already born, and I did it at the arena at Artscape. Uh-huh. And this is another bit of the story which I'll connect with you later yeah. uh, in, in our chat tonight. Um, um, Artscape has an arena, it's a hundred seater, and um I went along to the to the uh college, the local uh university college, mm -hmm. and I knew the art teacher quite well. And I said, Listen, I'm doing a play called Diary of a Madman. I would like you to work with me and get your students to design a poster. Uh -huh. And he said, that's a great idea. We can have this as an assignment. I said, yes, let's do that. And then perhaps you want a photograph because it's very good to put a face on a poster. If the poster's got a face to it, it it'll sell. Yeah. So, so they got the photographic department to take get the students to take photographs of me. And they chose the best photographs. They put them on the poster. Mm -hmm. And we ended up having an exhibition in the foyer of this little arena theater of all these posters with the top 10 at the top, and then the best three right at the top. Yeah. And, and of course, the best one. And, and that person won a prize, which was a, a, two tickets to Diary of a Madman or, yeah. or a dinner or something. Um, I got Veggie Table from Cork Bay to, to, to help with all the, 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 the food and everything. Mm -hmm. And we had vegetarian um, platters on, on opening night. And, I got 120 people in. Most of them were friends, and they were. It was a papered audience. Brilliant. And I and I performed Diary of a Madman, which was then I still refused to cut it. It was 80 minutes long. Uh -huh. um, I. Uh, my, it was a wonderful setting, and people were really moved by it. In fact, mm -hmm. about five years later, I bumped into a stage manager who was an actor, but he was working as a stage manager in a theater in Hart Bay. And he came to me and he said, David, it was your diary of a madman that inspired me to go to university to do theater. Oh, wow. Oh, it's and, amazing and, when you find people whose lives you change. Yeah, That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've had another fellow that does Jim Carrey lookalikes. And, <laughs> um, cool. and this is also part of the storytelling. 
mm-hmm. um, in 1990, 1989, um, two women approached me and said, David, we are a team called the Reading Team, and we act out opening scenes of good children's books. Mm-hmm. And we stop at cliffhangers. Ah, that's just not right. <laughs> I tell you what, I tell you what, Tina, I tell you what, we, they started in 1975. They went along to the Department of Education. They said, we, we want to get the children to read more good books. Tell us the books you recommend. And they recommended, and, and, they, and the Education Department said, we'll pay you 100 rand for each show. This was in 1975. And yeah. these three ladies worked until the late 80s when one of them left. And they found me. Would I join them? And I said, only with pleasure. And we went around the schools performing three novels and Mm -hmm. three anthologies of poetry. Mm -hmm. Six books altogether. The poetry books that were like fillers between the the three novels. So we do do a poem, then we do a novel, then we do a poem, then we do a novel, then we do a poem, then we do a novel, then we'd end up with a poem or or a song, in fact. My singing was very bad but that's another story um, <laughs> <That's part of it. laughs> i've been told i've been told just to mouth the words in, in, in the oh, sound no, of music. Hey, we're gonna have to get a ukulele and we'll get a demonstration here in, in, in the sound of music i played uncle max in durban at the snedden really? theater and and the, the musical director uh, said to me david please do me a favor we haven't got time to rehearse and i haven't got time to practice and to train you up You've got a beautiful voice, but please, can you just stand when they sing, I on the hill stands lonely goat, <laughs> I want you to stand near the wings. And, <laughs> and we will get a singer to sing. Just mouth the words. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> You've you got believe? a beautiful voice, but shock it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's fantastic. Getting back, getting back to the reading team. Yeah. Um, I stayed with them for quite a long time. And then in 1991, Mm -hmm. I went up to Durban and Professor Elizabeth Snedden, the Snedden Theatre is named after her. Mm -hmm. She founded the first drama department at a university ever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is before the one at Bristol. Bristol's got a university and they've got a drama department. I've got a, a cousin who actually attended that, became an actor through that drama department. Yeah. But Elizabeth Snedden founded it in the 50s in Durban. Wow. Okay. She was the doyen of children's theatre. She knew more about children's theatre. She was more experienced in children's theatre than anybody else, I reckon, probably in the world. Hmm. She came to me and said, David, I want you to take this reading team. I will fund you. I want you to find three actors, two women and a man, and I want you to recreate the reading team in Durban. So I wrote to my friend Astrid de Villiers and Marilyn Myers, and I said, please, can I have the scripts? And they said, no problem, and they forwarded me the scripts. Now, this is in the early 90s. There was nothing like internet. No. It had in a post, da, 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 yep. da. <laughs> and we started the reading team with Beverly Cook Tonneson, um, Mike, Michael Gritton, and I forget the third person, it was a tall woman. I mm-hmm. forget her name now. Melanie, it might have been. But anyway, um, while we were doing this, an Indian 
the headmaster wrote us a letter saying, thank you very much for getting our children hooked on books. There you go. So I said, I, I phoned him immediately. I said, do you mind if we use this phrase hooked on books? Mm. And he said, no, not at all. And the reading team became hooked on books. Brilliant. You Google hooked on books, South Africa. It is still going around South Africa today. Really? Hooked on books. Okay. Well, you talk, I'm going to go because then I'm going to add that to the show notes too. <laughs> and, and, and they are still, if, if somebody took it to Canada, it might still be going wow. in, on in Canada. And, you know, an actress immigrated to Canada and she took it with her. Um, I mean, I'm doing a search now. It's hooked on books, CD, T-shirts, season four, 2020, resources. This is huge. Yeah. Wow. Is, that, is it Australia or is it South Africa? South Africa. Yeah. Okay, good. There you go. There you go. Huge. And, and um, um, we, we created it. Mm -hmm. um, Astrid and Marilyn started it in 75, and et cetera, et cetera. And that's how it rolled along, rolled along, rolled along. My son came to me when he was at primary school, and this was in 1998 plus 2006, 2006, 2007, 20. He said, Dad, can I have 20 Rand? I said, what for? For hooked on books. I said, what? Yeah. I went along to the school, to Musenberg Junior School. Yeah. They are still using exactly the same format that we used way back in the 90s. And did way they know when you went, did they know that it was you? No, no, oh. no, no. Yeah, no, no. Did you tell no. them? I told them afterwards, you yeah, know. Yeah. Um, but but um, it's, it's one, that kind of thing. And, and then, magic. Yeah, yeah. This fellow, this fellow um, who became a Jim Carrey lookalike uh, and, and a real madman, he said, David, it was because you were in our reading, you were in the reading team that I became. This, this Good actor. Lord. It's yeah. lovely to hear those kind of things. Um, it's really warming. And, and um, I know that theater is probably the most powerful tool ever mm. to educate. Definitely. Yeah. Um, um, to tell a story really enters you entering the soul of your audience mm -hmm. and and that is a, that is that is quite a privilege actually yeah. th that the audience comes along and trusts and trusts that what they're going to see is going to be accepted and is going to change my life when i walk out of yeah. the auditorium or when i walk away from the story because w when i think of an auditorium i think of a a building mm. but, but one must always remember those those oral traditions of telling a story around a fire or under yeah. a tree or you know um, um, w w which is what what every storyteller sh should imagine because yeah. um, that's where people um, are transporting themselves to yeah yeah, yeah. My, my 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 stories that I'm going to send to the Grahamstown festival um, are, are told under a tree in front of a bungalow. Um, I am, you, you'll see, I'll, 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 I'll let you know about the link, which you will see on, on, yeah, yeah, on Facebook. I've already put a couple of things on Facebook um, where really? I've been rehearsing and the dogs barked. And, ah. and I've been really, really upset about the dog. 
No, um, did you? You should have left the dog in. <laughs> I, I I left the dog in. No, I left the barking in, and I put it I put it on as a little clip on yes. Facebook. Yeah. And I got quite a quite a nice lot of responses. Yeah. Good. Um, well, send me I, all of that stuff because the festival yeah. is next. Now, hang on, no, hang on, hang on, hang no. on. Because now we're jumping into Herman Charles Bosman because it is. Oh, yeah, yeah. It is. Oh, a, it's yeah. A, so how how did you get into? At what point did you get into we, the Bosman stories? Well, well, um, one thing led to another in in in. In nineteen, uh, in in nineteen ninety six, um, I the, the the two oceans aquarium was was constructed, and I knew through the reading team and through my storytelling, I I had written a story about two raindrops, mm-hmm. and Cheryl Zinsky, who was um, working for the for the city at the time. She invited me to come and tell these stories, and the mayor of 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 uh, the, the town invited me to to um, to to take these stories to schools to to help with with um, making uh, the children aware of the environment and the need to stay clean and mm-hmm. the need to pick up litter and the need to recycle, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So I wrote a story called Pool Spew and Good Dropperin. Pools to being swimming pools spit. Yes. Oh, yeah. Good drop. Good drop meaning a good drop of rain. Yes. And, and it's, the swimming it's pool spit. It's about yeah, yeah. yeah. It was about these two um, who eventually met up and became buddies, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, uh-huh. Through the help of James, James River, double H O, uh-huh. me and my team to make any river flow. Oh, and fantastic! I wrote this all in rhyming verse. Yeah. Um, because Roald Dahl. Uh, tickled my fancy with all his um, uh, three little pigs and yeah. uh, revolting rhymes and all that, you know. Yeah. And um, one thing led to another. I eventually started working for the aquarium, mm-hmm. doing drama workshops there. And the man who ran the educational side of the aquarium ended up starting a science center in, in Canal Walk. And I, I, it was the first science center in South Africa, in Africa, if anything. Mm-hmm. And I worked there as the theater manager, writing stories, putting on plays, mainly with a science flavor, okay. like the Albert Einstein, like one on genetics, et cetera, et cetera. And, then, and, and, and that, of course, lived a life of about three or four years. I ended up even in Dubai telling stories. Wow. Um, and then, and then I, I started because I was earning enough, I could take time out to do amateur theater mm-hmm. at our little theater here, just up the road called the mask theater, a delightful little 170 seater with a foyer where they, where they do shows for, for about 80 people, a really cozy little theater mm-hmm. run by the locals, um, not for gain and I was performing for them and having great fun. You, yeah. you can, you can, you, yeah. And while I was there, a man came to me and said, David, his name is Audrey Hindle. He, he, beautiful voice. He sang beautifully. He used to sing in the choirs and, and in the choruses at Artscape. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said, David, you've got to do Bosman. You know, Patrick Maynard has died. You've got to do yeah. Bosman. And I said, this was in 2007 when he died. And, and I said, don't be ridiculous. It's too simple. It's too slapstick. Now, I'd seen Patrick. Yeah. And bless his heart, he had a style that, that, that was 
pretty operatic and and very much his own. It was his yeah. own. He was he he had a different room sculpt to mine. Mm. Um, um, and and as he got older, he got more and more exhausted, and mm-hmm. eventually he was resting on his laurels. And um, I, I I didn't really like what he did. Right. Um, uh, but but he, as he said himself, I made Bosman famous and Bosman made me rich. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you very much. Yes. I will walk away now. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 there was a, there was a side to me that thought, wow, maybe I can do the same thing. But of course, yeah. that never materialized. Um, and then eventually in 2012, mm-hmm. I said, okay, okay, Audrey, I'll do Bosman. Okay. So I've, I found Celia Musican delightful um, um, uh, Jewish woman from, I, I mentioned Jewish because Afrikaners and Jews go hand in glove. There. Yeah. There's a lovely story called the gramophone, which Herman Charles Bosman writes about, yes. about farmers and, and how the Jews managed to twist the farmer's arm. And um, even if they didn't want it, you'd be damn sure when a Jew comes to your farm trying to sell you something, you'll buy it. You'll buy it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, and 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 so we sat down, Celia and I, and we read a story. And Celia didn't believe in moving the show mm. straight from the beginning. We needed to understand what the intention of the words were. We needed to understand what Bossman was saying. Yeah. And so we read and we reread and we reread and we reread. Mm-hmm. the few chosen stories that we were going to do in our first show for three weeks, we read five stories. Wow. And then eventually I got up out of my seat and, and we, I performed it. Right. And, and we put them on between Christmas and new year at the, in the mask foyer, mm-hmm. little 80 seater. We packed the show with the place for two nights. Very unusual. We never, it's the worst time of year to perform in, in Amdram. Mm-hmm. And people saying, you're crazy, you're not going to get anybody. Well, we packed we the place. Did. Yeah. And, and during one of the performances, I don't know if it was the first one or the second one, a big man came up to me and said, after the show, I must, in fact, two things happened. The one thing was this big man came at me and said, hey, hello, my name is Jonathan. So I looked up at him and I said, hi, my name is David. Yes, I'm Jonathan Lake. Yes, I'm David Muller. I think I may have told you the yeah. story at another time. And, and, and I didn't know who he was. And uh-huh. Then he explained to me that he was the son and one of three siblings. The other mm-hmm. two were twins mm-hmm. of Helena Lake, mm-hmm. who was Bosman's third wife. Mm-hmm. And Bosman and, 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 and Jonathan's father were very good mates right. from, from way back in Johannesburg, et cetera, et cetera. And that, that's another long story, maybe for another interview um, okay. later on in three months or two oh, months yeah. or oh, next week. Oh, I'm going to make a note of that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, next week. Come on. Anyways, You're doing a festival. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. anyway um, um, and, and yeah, that was the one incident. And of course, we've stayed in touch now, Jonathan Lake. He's on Facebook. We chat on Facebook. And we've both agreed that once the, 
this lockdown thing is over. We're going to visit each other. He lives out in Nord out in Scarborough, which mm -hmm. is a beautiful part of the country in, in, on the Cape near the Cape Point. And um, he's quite a storyteller in his own right. He's, you know, posted on Facebook and we both agreed that one day we'll put our stories together and we'll collaborate and write a, a story. Um, um, yeah, and the other thing that happened is that Pitt, I forget his surname now, Pitt Besaidnot, I think his surname is. He came to me and said, listen, my sister runs the Bosman Weekend every year in October. And she sent me to come and have a look at your show because she's looking for material to put on at the festival. Yep. Well, and then he said, and, and David, man, there's something wrong with my back. So please do me a favor. Uh, I'm, I'm, I've walked here because we've got a, a flat on the beachfront. I want you to come back to my wife and, and, and the flat, but, but you're going to have to drive me. I'm going to have to sit in the passenger seat. Because uh -huh. I can't, I can't, I can't drive. So I drove him and he went in and he said, this I want to give to you. And it was a bottle of peach brandy. Oh, beautiful. 70% proof. Oh, it's no, knock you over. <laughs> you, you can put it in your car and you'll go faster. <laughs> Brilliant. He, he said, he said, the way we test to see if this is genuine peach brandy or genuine brandy mampur or whatever yep. is we pour it onto a table onto the kitchen table and we set it alight when the flame has gone out uh -huh. you've got to pull your finger across where the flame had burnt and if there's any mark on your finger it's bad peach brandy wow <laughs> that's just designed to kill you <laughs> it's hectic stuff and yeah. and and during Willem Prinsloo's peach brandy story, yep. um, during the part right at the beginning where I say, um, of course, we were all somewhat nervous about meeting Krita. What would all the high class subjects be learning at finishing school? We felt we couldn't talk to her in a normal sort of way like you can with an ordinary boor girl. Yeah. But what fetched us all to Abiatorskop in the end? was the knowledge that Willem Prinsloo made the best peach brandy in the district. <laughs> and this is where I would stop and I'd mm -hmm. say to the audience, and guess what? I've come all the way from Groot Mariko in my cart and my donkey and my Cape mm -hmm. Cut, and I brought with me a bottle, which I'm going to share with you tonight. And if you remember reading in the, in the advertisements and the press and the notices and the poster on the tree outside, you would have seen that it says, only for the front row. Oh, no! <laughs> then, well, there's just a yeah, tease. people them. fighting for the front seats. And I would hand out little tots. Yeah. Because it's terribly strong oh, of yeah. this stuff. About six tots, okay? Mm -hmm. And I'd say to them, listen, share the stuff. Share it like, 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 like a communion wine, you know? Share it, yeah. share it. Be, be generous. And I would take a tot myself. Now, yeah. I know how strong this stuff is. Yeah. So, I fixed my tot right at the beginning and I put it in a special place on the tray so yeah. nobody would take it. Uh -huh. And it would just be water. Yeah. Now, nobody must know that. <laughs> so, oh, hey, hey, okay, we're going to go bleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> just where I say the word, you know what I mean. Yeah. You can go bleep, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and um, of course, there have been quite a few friends that have come to see the show two or three times. Mm. 
And one of them was at the Bathurst uh, Hotel. Um, is it called the Bathurst Hotel? Yeah, Bathurst yeah. Inn. There's no thirst like Bathurst in the Eastern Cape, down the road from Grahamstown, which is now Makanda or Mkanda or something. Mm -hmm. And, and um, Ryan came along to see the show. He'd already seen it. And he knew that that little tray with that cloth over it was where I was going to serve, from where I was going to serve this peach brandy. Yeah. So before the show started, he went up on stage and he swapped them around. Oh, fucking. <laughs> okay, what happened? <laughs> my dear, if, if, if straight after that, I get on my horse. Well, well that yeah. night, uh, I, I drank it. And I thought, oh, this is the real stuff. Oh, my goodness. And, and fortunately, there was still a couple left on the tray. So I thought, okay, one of them. That that one looks like water. Okay, I'll try that one. Of course. So I had two tots. Oh side. no! I couldn't find my horse. <laughs> <laughs> I can just see. Now you really horse, understand. <laughs> my horse. My horse was one of the arms of the bench. Yeah. Um. Um. Uh, either the left side or the right side, and I couldn't remember which. And it was quite important because if you know the next scene followed on from that side into that, you know. And I couldn't remember which arm did I have to, could I, must I sit on for this horse to ride my horse? <laughs> That's just two tots. <laughs> oh my goodness. And, 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 and that was one of the things that have happened. I mean, quite a few strange things have happened. I've, I've performed for a church group who um, eventually probably thought that I was going to be a bit below the belt and they stopped me after the first story and they said you can go home now oh no well no i mean not right or proper yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> they really sent you home <laughs> after one story yeah, yeah, yeah. which story did you tell hang on I'll oh i it was i think i i started because it was a church group i thought well becker's down marathon will work very well you see? okay <laughs> Or <laughs> about the Dumini getting drunk. Yes, exactly. I'm going to put the links to that as well. In fact, I'm going to put the links because you've recorded about pile of these stories on the um, there's it's on Spotify. It's on all sorts. So can I put the link in the show notes to those recordings? Yes, yes. I'm still finished my Spotify link. I've I've okay. started the leopard story, and mm -hmm. then um, I I haven't finished it. I've done mm -hmm. I've done two episodes. I, I love I, the I leopard don't... story. It's one of my favorites. Yeah, I don't think I've done the 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 the, the third episode, as it were. Yeah, I've done about a, two pages per episode, mm. so I must still finish that one. Okay. Yeah, and and then and then the 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 Facebook link I'll send you. Um, um, if you go onto Facebook onto my page, in fact, uh -huh. on onto onto Umskalk Lawrence uh, page. Um, you'll find you'll find a link w with a barking dog <laughs> and is that oh. is that for the festival as well i've I've, a... I've sent it as a little teaser you know just Perfect. as a teaser i'm gonna put yeah, that out yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so in in the way you tell because you you are more than a storyteller you're a, you're a, you're a complete performer so when where, what would you say is is the the most critical element of the storytelling process for you <coughs> Um, um, is to come from the heart. Is to know. Is to know that that what I'm saying is actually I'm I'm not acting. I'm being real. 
I'm yeah. being I'm being umskulk. I've disappeared mm-hmm. into umskulk. Mm-hmm. Um, I've 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 the the, the character. Um, it, it's that beautiful moment when when you get dressed when you go into the dressing room to become you you set up your stage if you're on your own if you're doing a, a single hander you set up the stage and then you go into the dressing room and you sit and you compose yourself and and you look at at the character and you you you, you put on your 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 beard your little little goatee and um, uh, you, you put on the shirt um, and 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 you have the pants with a little tear in the trousers. Um, you climb through the barbed wire fence, and 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 your felt schooner with no socks, and your pipe, your hat. You slowly transforming from from the actor into the character. Mm-hmm. Of course, there's no chance that you can leave the actor completely behind and there's no chance that you become totally the character but yeah. but and that's what makes that's what what we in the theater will call creating a character mm-hmm. um, 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 I, I can't claim to have created uh, Scott Lawrence because Percy Seif created him mm-hmm. um, Patrick Maynard created him and there are quite a few uh, people uh, in in South Africa, still doing him in, in small doses. Um, at the moment, I feel I'm probably spreading Bostman far further than than any other actor so. at, right now. Um, and uh, but it is it is we we called our first show Wumskulk from the heart. Yeah. And um, critics have have commented on the title. And uh, um, one of them has actually said, "David Muller is Umskalk," mm. and 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 that that means a lot. Yeah. Um, um, and and I can also, yeah. When I'm coming from the heart, and when I'm being sincere, um, um, the audience will respond accordingly. Mm. Um, um, and, and the, the, the beautiful thing is, um, it's, it's the oldies, it's mm-hmm. the oldies that, that, that really understand Bossman yeah. and understand where he's coming from, why he's saying what he's saying. Mm-hmm. I've had a couple of youngsters get up and leave because of my references to, um, for instance, in, 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 uh, Willem Prince Peach Brandy, he says, uh, of course, every white person from was invited from Dad the Putramut. Yeah. And as soon as I say this, they think I'm being they think I'm being racist. Yeah. And um, which is very sad. Um, yeah. uh, because it's not. And so so mm. I have changed it and when I say it, you will hear when you listen to the one I mm. sent you, there's a little sort of of course, every white person. Yeah. was invited from there to the Putaros and, and, and I'm almost stressing that yeah. to show um, that this is how it was in those yeah. days. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, this, this brings me to another story in my life in theatre, in storytelling. I performed quite a lot for, for in various plays at, at the Nicomelan before it became Artscape. Mm-hmm. And the Nicomelan was constructed in the 70s 
and was only for white people. Yeah. Um, and it, it was quite a, a struggle. I was interested in theater. Mm. And to me, it didn't matter whether the audience was black or white. You couldn't see yeah. them anyway. They, was, they were in the dark. Yeah. Um, but but I, I, I suppose I kept blinkers on. I wanted to do theater. I wanted to yeah. perform. I, I didn't want to have politics on my shoulder, chirping yeah. all the time. Bah, 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 you can't do this. You can't do that. I just wanted theater. Yeah. And, and um, I used to do quite a lot of work at Artscape. And, 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 and that, from that, um, we led from Artscape through to Maynardville because um, the, the, the organization of Artscape ran Maynardville, which is the open air theater. They did Shakespeare's every, every, every year. Um, and one of the Shakespeare's was Othello. And even in that stage, this was in the, in the mid 80s, Mm -hmm. 83, 84, they, they brought a white actor mm -hmm. to South Africa. I mean, can you believe it where there are yeah. hundreds of thousands of millions of black actors, black people. Yeah. They, they took Robert Stevens, who was a brilliant actor. He, 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 he was married to Maggie Smith. Mm -hmm. um, he, 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 um, he was in uh, the prime of Miss Jean Brodie. He was yeah. the art, the art lecturer, the lecherous art lecturer. Yeah. Um, a brilliant part. He's been in other films as well. And I actually got to know him quite well. He was, he then brought his girlfriend out who was, um, who, who was Patricia Quinn. She played Magenta in the Rocky Horror Picture Show in the mm -hmm. movie. And um, the reason why I'll tell you why I got to know him, but, but, but they, they spent two hours every evening, six evenings a week, painting this fellow black. Eesh. Wow. And he was also, he, he also had blinkers on. Blinkers on, he also yeah. No, you know, um, um, he used to have these, he, and he was, he was booked into the Mount Nelson Hotel, which was the big five-star hotel in, in Cape Town, yeah. you know, at, at thousands, hundreds of thousands, you know. Yeah. Um, and 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 he used to have these huge parties to which we all went to, and we had a great time. We used to yeah. he said, "Come on back, come on, Jabs, come on back." He had a beautiful deep voice. Oh, Rob, <laughs> come on back to, come yeah. on back to the to the hotel. The, the, yeah. the drinks on me. We'd party till three o'clock in the morning. Uh -huh. I never forget. And he'd say, "David, oh wonderful fellow, come here, boy. Are you going? Oh, come here." And he'd put his arm around me, give me a huge big kiss. Yeah. <laughs> And off we'd go. And then it was during that performance, th th that show, that I got a job as, as, a, as a personnel assistant, mm -hmm. a personal an, um, interviewing for, for, for Anglo-American, mm -hmm. um, a huge mining house in Johannesburg. Mm -hmm. I'd worked for them as a prospector before I went to varsity. And, and so they knew of me. And when I went to varsity, I did psychology and English and, and speech and drama. Yeah. And, and they said, please come and work for us. And so I went to the, the, the um, head of, of Artscape of KPAB at the time. Uh -huh. And I said, what must I do? I've been offered this job. He said, and they said, take it. <laughs> Jeez, you, you, yeah. you earn much more there than earning 500 grand or 60, 80 rand a week here. Uh -huh. And so I found somebody to take my place. 
But I spent two weeks in Cape Town before leaving for Johannesburg. And Robert called me and said, David, please, my, my girlfriend is sitting at the hotel doing nothing. Won't you entertain her? Won't you take her around the peninsula? So I took Patricia Quinn. And in those days, you could travel by train. And we got on the train in Cape Town. Yeah. And we traveled all the way to Cork Bay to the Brass Bell, mm-hmm. where we proceeded to imbibe a little bit more than usual. But because <laughs> we were traveling by train, it didn't it matter. Right. Yeah. It, and we had such a great time. <laughs> and, and we, <laughs> Robert was busy performing. Yeah. Of course, one evening we had to cancel because he was too hungover and he couldn't stand up straight and everything. <laughs> but that's, you know, that's well, theater. That's part of that, it. That that's a story. It happens. It happens. Yeah. yeah. Lovely man and brilliant actor, but mm. but it just shows you how we all of yeah. us wanted theatre. Yeah. Um, Richard Grant um, played Cassio. Mm-hmm. Uh, Richard E. Grant, the, mm-hmm. the famous actor, he played Cassio. Michael Richard played Iago. I just had a very small part. I walked on and and walked off, sort of thing. Yeah. You know, I was just a filler. Uh-huh. In fact. Um, Roy Sargent directed, and Roy Sargent is still alive today. And I, I was quite a pretty boy in those days. And I often wonder if Roy Sargent didn't just put me in the show because I was quite pretty. <laughs> <laughs> There's the eye candy people walking on, walking <laughs> off. <laughs> anyway, very good. Same Roy Sargent lives up the road here. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> so, 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 so being part of KPAB in those days. Um, you didn't you didn't even realize what was going on you know no. you just worked and you got theater and you were pleased that you could get 60 70 80 rand a week you yeah. know my first job was in eight was in 84 charing cross road mm-hmm. um which was all to do with books yeah you know and i played a lovely little part and got a nice little write-up in the paper and this was at the baxter theater mm-hmm. 50 rand a week i loved it <laughs> oh, wow. i loved it yeah and I've never looked back since. I've mm-hmm. I've I've been blessed with it with a family who 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 understand where I'm coming from and, yep. and and empathize with me and and support me when I'm financially down and out. Yeah. Um. Somehow the universe has provided. Uh-huh. Um. You know. When you um, do what you before, love, that often happens. That just happens. It does. Eh? Yeah. 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 Just before lockdown, uh, my agent sent me a whole lot of money. Uh-huh. And I phoned her and said, what have you done? This, you've, you've sent it to the wrong person. Why am I getting all this? She said, no, no, no. We've had a, a commercial that you did for Germany has just renewed their contract for another three years. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you very much. That was <laughs> in March. Wow. I'm still living off that today. Fantastic. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 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 So what's next for you? You've got the festival in a week or so. I've got the festival. The, 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 the Kate... Crane or Kane Briggs, who's an English woman living in South Africa, runs an organization where she will phone or email a few friends saying, Listen, um, we've got this building called Artscape. Mm-hmm. I want you to have do a bit of research because I want to take tours mm-hmm. of people to Artscape to have a look at the theater and have a look at the architecture. Won't you do some research as to how this theater was built? Mm. And it's what they call brutalism. Do you, do you understand the term? In, no, in explain that. Brutalism is when you use a 
lot of concrete mm-hmm. and it's very heavy, yeah. but the lines are perfect and it's not that unattractive, although yeah. I think it is. But <laughs> okay. these, these big, the State Theatre yeah. in Pretoria and Artscape in Cape Town were built with brutalism. It comes from a, a French. Uh, term I forget what the French le conte or something mm-hmm. it, which which uh, comes from some architect in in France and mm-hmm. and that's how it became brutalism yeah and and the 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 the, the building is huge mm-hmm. um, the the theater the the 600 seater in which I played um, the prime minister in the madness of George the third um, um, has the stage has three stages on the stage. In other words, behind the stage is another stage, the size of the stage, which the audience can see. Mm -hmm. And to the left of the stage is another stage, the size of which the audience can see the Mm -hmm. same size so that they can truck. They can bring on a whole set from the one side, move it off, bring on one from backstage on stage. Mm-hmm. And they've got a huge, huge revolve. Yeah. The stage manager has got to be so on their toes. Oh, yeah. And, and wow, man. And I've perf- it's a beautiful theater. It's a 600-seater. Mm-hmm. You can get lost in that, in that place. Um, yeah. We had the upstairs dressing room because we had small parts, uh, all the small actors. There are no small actors, just small parts. Mm-hmm. All the small <laughs> actors had their rooms upstairs. Uh-huh. Where you could catch a lift, go downstairs to get onto the stage. The 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 lead the lead actors were closer to the stage, obviously, mm-hmm. and and very often we used to party in our rooms with the other actors. We'd smoke, and somebody would maybe bring a bottle of something. Yeah. Don't tell anybody. No. Um, and, and we play cards and everything. And sometimes mm-hmm. we'd miss our cues and laugh. <laughs> but they 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 were so sorted that they used to have a PA system. So the mm-hmm. stage manager would sit at the stage desk and say, uh, stand by, stand by David, stand by David, please your call now for you. This is your, your beginner's call. And we would go down and stand in the wings, yeah. wait to go on. Of course, a beginner's call is always five minutes before the actual call. Mm-hmm. Your, your, your 10 minute call is always 15 minutes before, because when you are performing and when you're sitting there, putting your makeup on or getting your wig right or putting your costume on. Nowadays, we don't use makeup. Um, um, You're getting into your character. Uh And and when you're doing something creative, time stands still. Tune out. Yeah. 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 And, and, and hence your, your half hour call is always 35 minutes before the curtain goes up. Yeah. And um, we used to have wonderful times, but, the the, the the rehearsal rooms, which were far away from the from the from the stage from the theatre, was the same size as the stage. Mm-hmm. Huge rehearsal rooms, and they were numbered. We were always in three hundred one. Yeah. The, the the guys doing Maynardville, you're rehearsing in three hundred one. Um, there was the Opera House, which held a, holds a thousand seat. Mm-hmm. I performed in the Opera House. I, I did Porgy and Bess. Oh wow. But a speaking part, not a singing part. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you got a reputation there. Nobody's going to let you in. <laughs> and I tell you what, I tell you what, the conductor yeah. once sent a note via the stage manager. Please do not leave that syllable out. 
What? I said, I said, didn't instead of did not. Oh, okay. <laughs> they, their wow. music, their music is timed to the script. Every single syllable. Hmm. Man, did I learn something there? Yeah. It was brilliant. I mean, we, we, I've never played to a thousand people, but there were a thousand people. We had unbelievable lead singers. Wow. <laughs> Um, um, black actors, yes, local black actors. This is, Perfect. you know, I'm talking yeah. now in in 2000, 2000 and something. Yeah, it was. They were brilliant. Mm. And Porgy and Bess is, whoa, man, what a yeah. piece, what a. Yeah. And I, of course, played the bad white cop. <laughs> you enjoyed that actually. <laughs> oh man, oh man, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> it's so easy to play a bad guy. Yes, I know. That's just, <laughs> put yeah. in a growl and a. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah playing yeah. the bad guys can be a lot of fun. That's yeah, just, I know. You can kind of let it all out. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> That's yeah, good. yeah. Good. And um, yeah, we did a lot of work there. Mm. Um, I also played in the. I did Diary of a Madman in the arena, which mm. was um, yeah. And anyway, Kate, we had a Zoom meeting this morning with Kate. She wanted me to tell her a bit of my life as an actor at in right. in thing. I've now got. To, she wants me to write it because she's going to put it on a blog and she's going Good. to post it. And and she does. She, she eventually, when she heard that I was keen on on doing tours, I'm I'm actually a qualified tourist guide. Mm -hmm. um, I've taken people around the theatres mm -hmm. of Cape Town, mm -hmm. and 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 into the the people's space, for example, which is which is closed now. And slowly, um, there's somebody who, who is involved in what's on in Cape Town, and they're slowly trying to reopen the people's mm. space. The theatre still there. It's a beautiful theatre. Yeah. It's where all the political protest theatre happened. Mm -hmm. It's where people like Joko Scott, um, who played the lead in, in Cry the Beloved Country, the black mm -hmm. lead. I played the white lead. I played James Jarvis to his um, Reverend Kamalo. Mm -hmm. And um, we we toured South Africa with it. Um, he 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 found his uh, acting teeth, or he sharpened his acting teeth in the people's space. Mm -hmm. And he went there. He used to work as a packer for for a supermarket for OK Bazaar's supermarket. And every lunchtime, he used to nip up to the people's space, which was two blocks up, mm -hmm. and he creep in and go and watch whatever plays were being put on. Peter Dirk Ace used to perform there. Yeah. Um, uh, Brian Atsbury and Yvonne Bryceland started there. Um, Athel Fugard did a lot of work there. Um, and uh, anyway, Joko suddenly found himself performing, mm -hmm. you know, being asked to, you know, because he was there so regularly. Yeah. So he gave up his work as a, as a, as a packer and, and became an actor. <laughs> and and I met him in 2003 when we did Cry the Beloved Country, mm -hmm. many years later. Mm. Um, incredible piece of work. Yeah. Uh, I, w I was interviewed five times by the director before he agreed to, to use me as, wow. as, as James Jarvis. Uh, he, he actually won an award for best director, mm -hmm. um, a fellow called Heinrich Weissenhofer, lovely man. Yeah. And it was it was an incredible piece of work. Um, mm -hmm. We whittled down what was about three hours long down to about one hour uh, forty or something, one hour mm -hmm. twenty. Um, 
because it's a, it's a hell of a book, yeah. uh, Peyton's Cry of the Beloved Country. Yeah. And um, we were going to perform in England, but something, I mean, we got as far as actually being booked at various theatres dotted mm -hmm. around the UK. Because mm -hmm. uh, I followed on, by this time I was quite literate on the internet and I yeah. followed, you know, I went onto the websites of these theatres and saw that we were, you know, we were booked there, we were booked there, just hadn't been gone public. Mm. And then something, something somewhere went wrong and um, we never got to, to going to England. Yeah. It would have been, it would have been remarkable. Um, yeah. Yeah. Good heavens. Oh man. I, yeah. I, I'm kind of feeling it's like we're, we're talking, you, you are going to be back. We're going to have to sort of say, right, this is what we've covered. Now, what haven't we covered? Because that's going to be the next one. But yeah. uh, so now, for now how can people find out more? In, in particular, you've got the festival starting uh, in a couple of weeks. So if folk are listening to this a little later, then there might be links, anything from the festival we can put on there and people can get it. But in the meantime, yeah, if people want to find out what you're doing, how do they find out about you and what you're doing? Um, um, national, yeah, the National Arts Festival is, is a virtual fringe is, is mm -hmm. where to go for, 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 for that. Mm -hmm. um, um, but, but my, my Facebook page is okay. probably the best, David G. Muller, G-E-E, um, David Muller. G. Muller. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. my Facebook page, and, and there's, there's a link from that to Wumskulk Lorenz, and there's also a link, link from that to the Mary Scholar. Perfect, perfect, good. I will put all of that information and really anything else you want, just send it down so that people can get the whole story and, and all of the other Wimscott Lauren stories because I just love them all. Yeah, yeah we'll I started there as, as well. A, there is a bit on Spotify. Yep. And uh, there is also, um, I did it via Anchor. There's, a, there's, a, there's yep. a, an app called Anchor and I did, yep. it, I did the stories through Anchor and I was just complete. Um, the the leopard story and of okay. course your your page as well you know absolutely your, exactly that's exactly all of the show notes yeah uh, the show notes yeah. will be uh, at the bottom of this episode it's going to be yeah. on a blog on my own which is tinaconstant.com so yeah, yeah wherever you go if you're listening to this uh, you're going to be able to find uh, all of your links <laughs> yeah very interesting good. I'm 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 busy getting my family together for a Sunday Zoom chat. And we're about 20, 20 people yeah. uh, across the globe from Australia uh -huh. to, to America, to England. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I know it's going to be awesome. Yeah. No, we've been having yeah. those. That's been actually something quite unexpected as a result of this lockdown. Because my family, yeah. like yours as well, has always been spread out. Yeah. But then the lockdown yeah. happens and now we are even more finding the need to get face-to-face -face conversation. Yeah. yeah. And, and I'm walking with your sister on Sunday. We're going, we're going oh, up above. Give her a hug. Or can you? I give her a, a, yeah, a, a distanced her. hug. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. We'll, you know oh, yeah. actually, here's the connection for everybody listening. So, David, my sister was Tracy, who was in the last guest week with Adrian, who you would love. Oh, my gosh. You guys would get on so well. So, yes, yeah. these two astounding storytellers are going to be getting together for a social distancing walk. Awesome. <laughs> lovely, lovely. Yeah, I yeah, know. They're all saying it's too short. And I said, forget it. There is no short walk after COVID-19. No. <laughs> because we're going to have so much to talk about. Yep. So much to share. Yeah. Um, um, I don't know, you know, we've been, uh, one of the things we've been doing on our, our, our WhatsApp group 
uh-huh. um, is, is putting on portals. We've been taking photographs of any portal, yes. anything like a portal and sending it. And then, and then now it's moved to dragons. I'm in that. I've sent you Are some. Are you in that? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I said trace the pictures. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, yeah I'm no, playing that game no. as well. <laughs> no, no, it's great fun. Great it fun. is. It makes you see the world in a completely different way. You know, you look yeah, at a shape yeah. and suddenly it's like, that's a dragon's eye. That is a yeah. dragon's eye. And yeah. you've got yourself yeah. a photo. This is beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, I see, I see somebody on the roof of, 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 of a house next door and I think a fiddler on the roof. Yes. Somebody else thinks, burglar, burglar. Yes. No. <laughs> no, it's a treat. Oh, man. When you see Trace, give her a huge, big, long distance hug from dear. me. That I is will. just going to be so wonderful. I will. I yeah. will. It yeah. is such a treat. Thank you for joining yeah, me been, so much. Great. So, Thank you. Yeah. For the show notes, go down and see the, everything that David is doing. And yeah. uh, if you get this before, when does the festival start? On the 25th of, 25th of June. 25th of June. It's a virtual festival. So really anybody on the planet can join in, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and there will be an opportunity, if you wish, I'm, I must say this because this is part of the festival. There will be an opportunity to, to donate something. Absolutely. And, um, um, bless the festival. They're taking yeah. 10% and they're giving the artist 90 Perfect, perfect. So yeah. all of that's going to be there. Support the art, support people doing good work all yep. the way through this because yep. it is a difficult time for everybody. Yeah. And there's yeah. some beautiful yeah. work happening. So wonderful. Yeah. All the links are going yeah. to be available. Lovely. Oh, David, man. a real treat. Thank you very, 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 very much. So folks, Thanks, oh my gosh, this is it for the Waffle Free Storytelling this week. You have got in the show notes below, you've got um, the, the story that David told earlier in the week. You've got the link to a whole pile of other Herman Charles Bosman stories and you've got the link to what's happening in the festival next week and also the link to David's Facebook group so that you can follow that, like that, share that and join in with this whole adventure. This is the Waffle Free Storytelling Podcast saying have a completely splendid week and although the world is still weird, oh, we're going to get through this, folks. We're going to get through this. So thank you very, very much. (laughs) I'll see you next time. (laughs) Bye-bye, folks. (laughs) 